Festive greetings, friends. It is time for us to look back with fondness and a little bit of cringing on 2018. Myself, Johnny and Yusuf put on our best Christmas jumpers and sat down to do a year in review, moving through our favourite life hacks, our favourite life fails, what our plans are going to be as we move forward into 2019, and hopefully give you some ideas for habits and routines that you may be able to bring into your New Year's plan. As always, please spread the festive cheer and life hacks by sharing the episode with anyone who you think would enjoy it. It would make me very happy indeed. And I can't really think of a better Christmas present that you could give me than sharing the episode with some friends who'd love it. So all that's left to say is enjoy the episode. I hope you have a very lovely Christmas and a happy new year. We are going to be releasing a bloopers episode, which is a collection of all of the times that we've messed up while trying to record something slick. And that will be appearing on the Modern Wisdom YouTube channel very soon. So head there, press subscribe, and you will not miss out on seeing us look very silly over and over and over again. Merry Christmas, everyone. A very Merry Christmas to you. Welcome back. I'm joined by Johnny and Yusuf from Propane Fitness. Hi there. Hello. As you can Merry see, Christmas. we are festively adorned. Merry Crimble. For that time of the year. And for the listeners at home... Christmas winky. <laughs> for the listeners at home, we have a special present for you as well, don't we, Jonathan? The specialist of presents. Oh. If on the count of three, you say the word lights on one, Very two, three, lights. Oh. Look at that. So wonderful. For the Warm people who heart. are not watching on YouTube, Johnny is lit up. Very spangly uh, Christmas jumper, which is uh, yeah. available from Next. I think discount code like John, Johnny two, Johnny three, Watson twenty five for twenty five percent off. Yeah. It's it's lovely, man. Can it stop now? I don't know. My epilepsy is going to kick in. Maybe if we say lights again, on the count of three, one, two, three, lights. lights. Still on. Didn't work. That's uh, shit. Right. Anyway, so uh, we are going to do a year in review. We're going to talk about the best life hacks that we've come up with this year, what habits we have set, which we think have worked, talk about some massive fails, of which there will be numerous uh, examples, and then maybe discuss some plans going into 2019. So by the end of this episode, you may have got some inspiration for some uh, habits that you can instantiate as we move forward into the new year, um, and if not, you will be able to laugh at some of our failures from the last one. Also, you will notice that our our friend Robin is perched upon the top of the mic. Not called Martin. 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 He's South African. It's Robin. Okay, so... Phone a long way. Johnny. You start with me. You always start with me. Okay, it's gone. It's like hot potato. Off yeah, you there go. you go. Potato. Catch this. Um, <laughs> Yusuf's got a big bowl of hot potatoes. He's he does. He's got to... loads. <laughs> um, Yusuf. Mm-hmm. Biggest fail. It is Christmas. <laughs> it is Christmas. It is the time of giving. I want you to give the listeners at home a massive Yusuf fail. From big this, big fail from this year. Yeah. I I just failed into this year to be honest. So I started this year 
having just come out of oh, hospital. It's the gitis. It was I got the gitis. So I'd had uh three or four infections just back to back, ended up in hospital for uh, eight or nine days, and then came out ten day retreat instantly, <laughs> and then came out of the retreat into the new year at sixty seven kilos, which is ten kilos below my my baseline. So I started on a low and actually managed to build up this year over that time. Uh, if you've followed propane for a while, you'd have seen that um, I've turned this into a kind of journalistic piece called Project Swole, where I invited anyone who's had a bit of a rough time over the, the previous few months to to join me in coming back to baseline. Swoldom. Yeah, back to Swoldom. Real Swoldom. Yeah, and it was great, actually. It's, it's really good to know that... Um, you don't, you can't really undo years of training, even if you do have like a bit of a shock. Real for catastrophic a period. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's quite nice. I mean, it, <clears throat> you entered the year quite badly. I entered the year very, very badly because I contracted the norovirus as I was in Manchester <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Oh, I remember that. 2017 into 2018, didn't I? Just out of both ends. So yeah, I, I found myself in Manchester running one of our events down there, um, suffering the beginning of vomiting and diarrhea. Without it hadn't onset yet because it's like um what's it called breaking the seal, like I hadn't broken the seal yet so I was still I felt uncomfortable it needed to come on. out um but I was left at three in the morning in Manchester with the awkward decision of like what do I do now it's three in the morning I'm not going to be able to find a hotel it's three a.m. in Manchester on New Year's Eve definitely not going to be in any hotels I can ask to stay with a friend but if I ask to stay with a friend I'm going to have to ask to have their toilet for the evening and just. Mm-hmm destroy it or I can try and drive home remembering that I live three hours away from Manchester so I chose that option the quickest ever journey from Newcastle from Manchester to Newcastle I've had burst through the door straight into my uh, bathroom and then lifted myself off my feet with the pressure of of um, nausea that came out there's of my nothing mouth. like the urgency where it's like oh god it's gonna come Something yeah it's gonna happen I think that's I think it's good I think it's great for you it's, you just like things yeah. coming out if you don't. You, <laughs> well, you love things. Chris, find me someone who doesn't. Fair enough. <laughs> if you don't like things coming out of you, please comment below. All stuff going out of you feels mint. It does feel pretty good, actually. Some yeah. stuff going into you, but it, not, not all stuff. Some yeah. things going in, mm-hmm. yeah. I think the, so, I more as the a lion's woman. share of things. Because remember, things to, for something to come out of you... like It's not to go in. Go in you already have control over that selection of things. Yeah. yeah but I could put anything into you. Yeah. What if you got stealth penetrated? That's going to be the trailer for the. <laughs> it is. Podcast, it always is. Uh, Johnny always stealth porked. Yeah. Every time. Johnny, what? Um, Pigs and blankets. Oh, actually, yeah. So, can you explain how you navigate through the Christmas food being a Muslimic? So last year it was fine because I, I was in a monastery where it was purely vegetarian, so you could just go free. What about usually? Do you usually? To be honest. I, I, you know, stealth porking happens with things like pizza, pizza where there's, yeah, pepperoni under the, the cheese or you have a ravioli. Italian food, basically Italians are really naughty and stealthy. Christmas food, like you can, the pork is obvious. It's like sausages wrapped in bacon. That is like... I mean, that's haram as fuck, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, pork centre. Tell the motherfuck bastard. <laughs> so you stay away from that. But turkey, cranberries, it, I suppose it's the, it's the booze, isn't it? That's I ate the, a Christmas themed sandwich recently that had chestnut in. Oh, which no. fuck. But not a nut, apparently. 
Oh my god! I learned this as I was frantically googling. Like, While you were eating it, I'd eaten it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. gone down the hatch. It's gone. And you've seen how quickly I eat a sandwich. Can you tell us about the the sandwich at the wedding? So that was that, that was, was year, just before that was leading into this year. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I ate a. I was at a wedding. I've done a lot of weddings this year. Actually, it's been the year of the wedding. Oh, it really? Has. So I've um, I ate a sandwich. That wedding was, a week for a year. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> You'd learn a lot, though. Um, so there was a pudding that was like an apple strudel that was homemade, and I was like looking at it going, like, mm, I'm not sure. Was assured by everybody there that it was nut-free. It was then like a plate of sandwiches. So I got a bit of strudel, a couple of sandwiches, sit down, and I'm speaking to my girlfriend's gran, essentially. You'd and think the strudel would be the high-risk thing, because well, that's where someone would be like, sprinkle bits. Precisely. Like, so I was like, almonds. I'm like, got it yeah, arm's length, like, I'm thinking, I'll, I'll, I'll look at that later. Um, and my girlfriend's gran has, a, has this thing that every time she sees me, the first thing she does is asks whether I've got my EpiPen with me. Like, first question. So I'm like, because she's very, she has this fear. Very, that risk I, of very granny. So I was speaking to her, right? Sa- sandwich one down, average. Sandwich two down, average again. <laughs> and then, <laughs> what were the sandwiches? Because they were very PG choice. So the first one was like, I think, so all of them had the crust cut off. Very wedding. Yeah. Very wedding. So it's crust cut off like different types of bread, like cheese and pickle, cucumber, chicken mayo like all that sort of stuff so i just eaten the cucumber one and like mouth just goes mental like pins and instant pins and needles in your mouth instant like lips pins and needles so so this is actually funny enough why i said this about the sick thing because the first thing i do so i'm like sat, sat speaking to my girlfriend's and thinking I can't say anything to her because she'll lose her. Bear in mind, there's a wedding going on, so like I, I don't want to di- for it to all descend into panic. I haven't actually got uh, my EpiPen. But I just I want to think. I'm starting also to feel... going into anaphylaxis because <laughs> it might be anaphylaxis, it might not be. If it is, it'll be happening pretty quickly. So I need to pop off. So I went. I was like, right, no problem. This has happened before. Just made myself sick. Hadn't eaten anything all day up until that. So it was the first food I'd eaten, mm. and it's all solid. So like. Things down the back of your throat. Try and make yourself sick and just nothing happens. Like, so you you give yourself a real going over then with your uh, fingers. Oh, God. Like, well, I'm thinking like options are... Life or death. Like, go I'm going to make myself go sick. Go through this. Make yourself sick. This is what it's like to be then, a young Geordie girl on a first night out <laughs> in Newcastle, isn't it? This is what it's like to be an extra on Geordie Shore. Yeah, exactly that. I'm, that's exactly how I felt. Um, and I remember seeing a clip from, on Casino Royale when Daniel Craig... Salt. Salt and water. But I'm in the toilet of a of a castle. Where do you find salt? Nowhere. Yeah. Apart from back in the room. So I thought, sorry, right. went back into the room, went over with my girlfriend and went, I'm having a nut reaction. And she, it was weird. I expected like, ah! <laughs> she, she just went, no problem, let's go get the EpiPen. And that was more worrying than what was happening to me. Because if she'd been panicked, I'd be like, it's okay, everything's normal. But she was like, Action station. Yeah, yeah, one and two. And that was the first time I was like, oh my God, I might imagine if I died. I'd be all right. Bollock on that. Like, all the stuff I have. That was finished. the constant fear I had in the monastery, in the meditation. You were adamant you. that you were going to pass away, wasn't it? And then were you not, were you not sure that your mum had had an accident as well? So, so it wasn't that I was going to die. It was that, like, I, my phone's away. I've got no contact with the outside world. My mum's died. Johnny's had anaphylaxis. Mm. Girlfriend's broken up with me, and I'm going to lose my leg because I'd, I'd had a <laughs> you had numbness in the leg, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I'd, 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 I'd thinking about how to modify your car. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to have to get the brakes put on the car. And I'm going to come out. Johnny will have eaten an M M&M and M, and and that'll be that. So yeah, so I didn't die. I just had a very um, it was like an Alton Towers ride. 
for about it's, four hours. The, the terminology of the film. I watched, so I watched the Steve Jobs film, but only oh. once I sort of come out. It's awful, to be honest. Like, I what's the, what are the effects of anaphylaxis? Is it just? So I didn't go into anaphylactic shock. So, but you see, so what was it that you say you rode just below the anaphylactic l- like so? Crest? So I've had I've had a few minor nut reactions before, and they were very tame, like PG twelve A at most. Yeah, this was eighteen. Like this was instant feeling as well. Instant, so. and oh. it, like and as well. Bear in mind, so it was in the cucumber sandwich. So it was cucumber and pesto. The most PG. Pesto one. made from pine nuts. Uh, cashew or something else. Yeah. But not good. Like did not sit well with me. We were saying the other day, so it, it was three doctors describing how would they deal oh, with God, someone oh, shit, yeah. going It was at your birthday, wasn't it? Yeah. So we went your we were... birthday in a Lebanese restaurant and I said to the, so there's nuts on the menu and I asked the lady, is there nuts in this? She's like, no, there's no nuts in the kitchen. Like, well, okay. Obviously, is I can see that there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's like so when I'm allergic to oyster sauce, and I went to this Korean sandwich place, and I was like, "Is there any oyster sauce used in the chicken sandwich?" And the guy was like, "Oh no, don't worry, it's totally vegan." And you're like, "That's just discredited anything you can possibly say, now. mate." More I'm, than anything, I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not gonna get anything from you. Excuse but, me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. <laughs> So we were saying, like, how if you didn't have an EpiPen, how would you keep someone stable when they're getting anaphylaxis without that? And we're thinking, well, I, I don't know, because, like... David had a biro in his pocket, and he was like, I'm going to give you a trichotomy with this yeah, biro pen. In there. Like, one of the guys, Julie like, Judy was going to turn him upside down. Judy upside down without, and without hesitating, I'd turn him upside down. <laughs> okay. Upside down, shake and scream. For adrenaline. Yeah, just... Try and agitate someone as much as I you would can. love to see Flat anyone try and turn a hundred yeah. hundred kilo person upside down. I think of that of the selection people well, I know, the group of people there that night. Let me tell you. Really let me tell you what would have been. Yeah, yeah. Like, I tell you what would have been a, a fairly okay way to do it: stack chairs on top of tables, move the tables apart, sumo squat you from the sumo uh, deadlift you from uh, the floor, yeah. and then just standing stay on at chairs. lockout. Yeah, <clears throat> just stay stand at, at the top here. Yeah, one leg. The way to do the only risk is with a sumo deadlift, the force is going that way. You'd have to have two people on either side. Two people on either side, and then you'd just have a rotation of people holding you at max. Ideally, you'd have some kind of grip or straps with you. You need to have a screamer on the bottom holding your your head just Ah, so uh, you just stay agitated. I'd wrap, I'd use your shoelaces as like straps. Going in a film with Jason Statham in where he gets poisoned and he has to keep his adrenaline high. Yeah, have. Crank. Crank, yeah. And then there was Crank 2 where he had to use electricity. Yeah. So we should watch so that. He, he like puts his hand in a toaster, like goes all <laughs> crazy shit. Yeah, that's you. That's so you. yeah, I mean that's yeah. Okay, so moving on, let's go on to a good habit or one of your favorite habits or one of your favorite <clears throat> routines that you've managed to add to your life this year. Right. So I think habits has been journaling. I got an app on my laptop called Day One. Absolutely brilliant. I know you two went did it properly. You got the six minute. Diary. I, have, I have day one. I've got day, day one as well. well. Day one for a Do you long both time. Use it? I use day one for. Okay. I use day one for very, very specific things. Obviously, you can take photos in it, and it's password protected. Mm-hmm. So it's got a lot of like um, significant moments. Okay, me too. So I don't use it as a diary. It's just kind of insights that come up, and I, I'm, I'm sure six minute diary would formalize it and ask you the probing questions. But mm-hmm. this is more just like things that come up that are important to note down. Bash them out, and then you have a chronological chronological order of it all. So do you? So I kept a, I kept two journals, one in day one and one in Evernote, and mm-hmm. I did them pretty cons- both of them pretty consistently. Yeah, I remember. And I remember yeah. just getting to the point where I was like, 
uh, without sitting in, without creating a separate habit, which is going back and reviewing this stuff. I'm not sure what I'm getting out of it. So what do you get out of it? Why do you keep yeah, doing so it? I, so I have a process for that now because I realised okay. that a lot of my, the last 10 years, it's probably since before I got Evernote, I would just mindlessly accumulate summaries of books that I've been reading and just pile stuff in. So now Evernote, copy the link, paste it into Pocket, read the audio on Pocket or li- listen to the audio on Pocket while I'm driving or read the audio at certain increments. And you can set timed reminders with Evernote so that you can look at a book that you've read a while ago and so re- you refresh you're, yourself you're on basically it, using it. the Anki periodizing system sort of, to yeah. take you back through. I know there was that long article that George sent that that's like really taking Anki to its full level and, mm. and, you know, putting your whole life into it. But I think that's quite a laborious process. Mm. Johnny is, and I'm always inspired by your ability to implement just so like grateful and <laughs> listen yeah <laughs> um, man so, <laughs> honestly no darling no, yeah man, like, you complete me yeah <laughs> of the ability I'm to, telling you man telling you before the lights right. are going again <laughs> um to to just you read a book you take some lesson from it and you implement it straight away of just just in time learning rather than just in case so that, yeah that's a ferrisism yeah I think the it just never it's never made sense to me to make notes on a book Mm -hmm. just because like I think people think that once they've taken notes it's like I've done that now Mm. yeah I've got that just in case I need it it's so easily done just in case case of what and there's so many beautiful notes like notes that you think that is so valuable Mm. and all I did is wrote it once and you you look back on the notes and it means less to you like the weight that that sentence carried when you were reading it was such an insight. But if you can't remember it at all, <laughs> it's better. It's, it's having the note better than nothing. Yeah. I mean, um, I think as long as it's in your own words. So you're saying it, the review process is just as important as the. Either. So if it's something process. to be applied, apply it. Mm-hmm. If it's just something that's important, I think taking a concept and writing it in your own words in a way that, and, and expecting, like at some point, Feynman, look back Feynman at this. technique, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I've. I don't want to sound like a copycat, but for me, journaling this year has also been a, a huge change. So I got the six-minute diary at the very beginning of the year. Why are you taking your belt off? I'm going to have to take off one item of clothing. and You can't I'm, take off your trousers. Sorry, right, I've got leggings on. But I, ca- I can't be taking off my, my Christmas jumper. What's happening? So <laughs> it's going to have Is to this happen. actually, I promise this wasn't planned. Right. What there are you we doing? Go. Oh. You look like a frog. <laughs> You've got full leggings on. This is going to all the sound of you taking your trousers off is going to be captured by the. the Why are you is your package? Your package is going to be fully frontal now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I've realised that, so I think I'll just do that. There Why are you wearing leggings? Why are you wearing leggings? My boiler broke last night, so I've been I've been wearing all the clothes that I have. I can't believe that you've other. just done that. I, it's, <laughs> I think it's okay. There's no package visible. Jesus Christ! It's, it's still Christmassy, red and red. <laughs> I'm going to try and continue as if. Nothing's occurred. So of the list of things that I would have, could have expected might have happened. <laughs> That's not one of them. What I really like is that anyone who skipped forward through this podcast. <laughs> yeah. When did he take his trousers off? Yeah. Um, so yeah, journaling for me has been massive. Six Minute Diary is a, a real game changer. I've instantiated a daily habit for something that I never thought I would do. Shout out to the guys that make it because like, I'm, I'm not an easy an easy person to change with regards to that. Um, but that's, I guess that's going over old ground. We've spoken about that before. Mm. Um, I think my best 
development from this year has been learning the sacredness of a morning routine. I've always had one, but I never really treated it very sacred. Mm-hmm. And I, that's the best word that I can come up with as well. Very dispensable. Sometimes just, when yeah, just very transitory. Like if it gets done, it, it's a bonus. If it doesn't get done, it doesn't matter. And now I, I almost look forward to going to sleep because the start of my day includes a load of shit that I love to do. That's really nice. I start my day with a bunch of shit that's awesome. So I'll get up, I will go and stand outside, whether it's raining, whether it's whatever, I'll stand outside for a minute, a couple of minutes and just take in the air, coffee, breakfast, sit down, journal, meditate. What do you have for breakfast? Uh, Always the same. So it is two sachets of Quaker's instant oats, golden syrup flavour, then blueberries, a combination of mixed nuts and uh, yogurt-coated raisins and other stuff, and a um, sometimes a smoothie, innocent smoothie, sometimes like a greens drink, water, coffee, sit down. No protein? No protein. Good Lord. Makes me feel uncomfortable in the morning. Just um, too muscular. That's it. Too turgid. Yeah. Um, and oh, then... There's too much synthesis going on here. <laughs> there is, man. I mean, you put it you never go. Put it at the stop. Never feel. Even through the Christmas jumper. Yeah. It's, it's just right on the brink, isn't it? Ready to, ready to burst. Ready I was going to say... Pop. It's like an over, it's an overfilled paddling pool, isn't it? Oh, man. <laughs> dribbling out the top. Um, and then, yeah, I, I do loads of stuff that I like. I, I journal, I meditate. I read, I've now got a timer where I set away my reading for 20 to 25 minutes and I've very slowly managed to cultivate a reading habit through nice. doing that. Then I romwad. Now I'm adding on to that as I'm um, contributing more articles for Muslim fitness, muscle and fitness. Um, the new one will be out in February, so make sure that you check that out, which is about meditation itself. Mm. Um, and I'm sitting down and cracking out like 500, 500 words on a morning. Then I get up and I go to the gym. I'm like... By the Was time I phone? I haven't looked at my phone the whole time. I maybe popped Insight Timer on, but I don't get I don't get sucked in. And I'm just like, yeah, by the time that I get out of the gym, the day is about to begin. And yet I've done so much shit already. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, it, it makes, it honestly makes waking up every day a, a pleasure. Pleasure. Genuine pleasure. What about you, Johnny? I know that you like to develop habits and read a lot of mm-hmm. self-development. Yeah. So um, I was on a plane going to a wedding. Of course you were. And uh, <laughs> I read a Darren Brown's book called Happy. And I remember it was like a five hour flight to Cyprus. And I remember I got on the plane and I had like, I still kind of do, but like everything was 90 day goals with outcomes. And I was, I really believe because of a lot of people I follow, believe this, that like targets and goals and things to tick off were like the way to manage all areas of your life. And Darren just systematically rubbished that belief for five hours on tea time speed. So that's a lot of Darren. And like, I got off the plane, I was just like, you listen to it continuously. Yeah, it's a long book. You say that you got on, you got on the plane in like as one person and got off with your world destroyed. Well, so like, how often do you have five hours to sit and just listen to someone and like, someone pick apart happiness? First of all, you think that Darren Brown's just like a magician. Like, he is an incredibly well well-read and insightful very intelligent man he's also a lawyer do you know that mm. is he what, the fuck? what a bastard like, he's a lawyer who yeah but anyway 
So, um, of course, he's like, mani- it's manipulative. Very, and he's like <laughs> taking lots of schools of thought, synthesizing it into just this like goal setting in in the way that essentially I was doing at the time is completely and utterly pointless. I was like, great, okay. So then that sort of started to shift my beliefs. Recently read James Clear's Atomic Habits, which kind of put a like a bottle cap on that thought process of that. Um, you know, actually, you know, my, my version of my, my reality today and what it'll be like this time next year and in two years time, all of that is just like something that I'm experiencing at that point in time. So the process is the most important thing. And so since then I've been more, I've almost removed the focus on hitting a certain thing, focus more on like just installing something into my life. I've heard you use the term, it's a process goal, not an outcome goal. Mm. A lot more in the last like, yeah. six months or whatever. It, I think so that and, and uh, simplifying stuff a lot. Yeah, I think because when you start looking at it as so, like a lot of the literature is, is sixty six days yeah. for a habit, like that's thrown around all the time. So you think like, okay, I've got to do something for sixty six days. You immediately view it differently to um, like, I just want to hit this goal. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you think, well, I'm making a real commitment here. Like I'm going to be spending the next two months more doing this thing. How can I increase the likelihood of that happening? So that then frames how you set the the whole process and what you're saying about the morning routine. Like little, tiny little changes have a big impact. So I remember you saying about moving your phone over to the other side of the room. Like that's a tiny, tiny thing, but it completely changes how... Number one, number one uh, difference mm. that it's made. So just... I'm going to step that up this year, actually. So I'm going to. Uh, this is taken from Joe Move Rogan. Yourself to the side of the room. But that's no, because that would be that would reverse with your it. Phone. My phone, bed, my phone with stays your in bed, and I go over the other side of the room. Right. Uh, Joe Rogan has a no phones rule in his house. I think he has a in uh, his house. Yeah. So you walk through the door, and his, his little. He's got like a ten year old, eleven year old daughter. Right. So all of her friends are around, and they all want to Snapchat and Facebook and Instagram and, and put bunnies on each other and stuff like that. And they all have to have their phones. They leave them at the front of the door, so they're all like. The go around. Cool. No one wants to go around to like little Rogan's house because it's, it's a like, great money making scheme. You just have a box at the front of the door. Tell everyone that once they go in the house, you go out, put them on eBay. You just you can only do that once, can't you? Yeah. Well, per friend, you need a constant supply of friends, yeah. and true. also a way of buying back the lost social equity. So, can you gain them. friends faster than you can sell phones? That's the question. Well. If you know the answer, the listeners ponder. at home, please, <laughs> please tell us. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, so pr- process goal and um, simplifying my personal development. Just like, so I've been using habit Why goal. is a process goal better than an outcome goal? Um, so in, in Darren's book, which I highly recommend reading called Happy, he talks about this... Um, the idea of like the experienced self and the remembered self. And it's, it's something that a lot of people talk about, but this, in other words, you reaching a goal is always ever just a point in time. So if you, if you achieve an outcome goal, like you, that's just going to happen on a day at some point in the future, you'll experience that. And like- yeah, exactly. So like your reality might've changed, but it probably your reality, like your day to day, Monday to Friday, well, Monday to Sunday is going to be exactly the same. You've just done something. And so that's not really how we experience happiness and contentment. Like we experience happiness and contentment by, you know, on a daily basis. The fidelity is much higher. Yeah. So like having a really lovely morning every morning, Yeah, man. that's a big change in your life. Having a really lovely evening is a big change in your life. Doing one thing in 90 days time 
doesn't have a big change in your life. And obviously the outcome requires a process. But when you look at it as actually in that case, the process is all that matters. The outcome is a take, byproduct. takes care of itself. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. Can we have the lights yeah. again, please? On your Christmas jump. I think I'm missing them now. Lights. Oh, I tell so you what. Did you might, do it at home? May or may not be included in the recording, but I honestly convinced Yusuf for a couple of minutes that this was a voice activated jumper. Fully. And he. That's why we had to convince sold. you as well, so that we felt less silly. So mm. we've outsourced our silliness. Uh, yeah. Another fail from this year, please. What have you gone Another down? fail. Oh, I, I had a, I had a win. Hits like with a win. No. Okay. No, I don't want to win. I want to. Don't hits with a win. Don't. I'm gonna have to check. It's a, it's in the shape of a spoon. It's in the shape of a spoon. Oh yeah. Okay. This is Chris really wanted me to tell this story <laughs> because it's hilarious. <laughs> So I've I've been cold turkey coffee for a long oh, time, <laughs> for years actually, because I developed a real. Basically, I can't have a healthy relationship with coffee. I can only have an extreme high or extreme low one. So I was like, right, I'm just gonna ban coffee. It's, not, it's more caffeine than coffee, though, right? Yeah, you're not, you don't like like I would, I've never heard you say like oh, I'd love a coffee. Like I'd love a yeah, like okay. It's it, nice. It's a, it's a delivery mechanism for caffeine. For, for yeah, that's yeah. true. Which I would perfect I would take IV if I could just get access to a constituted caffeine. So mm-hmm. um so yeah, I can't have a healthy relationship with it. That's very much like what an alcoholic says. So I've been cold turkey. I started reintroducing it tentatively this year and found that yeah you get absolute like when you reintroduce it because you're so sensitive to it that a single coffee will send your heart rate up it'll send you make you so feeling like you're so productive whether you actually are different story but Mm. um what i found was actually you're taking borrowed wakefulness you're you're taking wakefulness forward and front loading it and then later on in the day you start to feel tired and i actually Never used to fall asleep during the day. As soon as I started drinking coffee, within a few days, I was falling asleep during the day quite consistently in the afternoon. And I think it's because I was so sensitive to it that the effect was lasting over into the evening, reducing my sleep quality, causing that tiredness to roll on forward Mm -hmm. and to be tired during the day. One day, this sounds so stupid, but I had... slightly too heaped a spoon of coffee than I'd expected. Can we just... Let's just repeat that. I had a, a heaped spoon of coffee that as was... As opposed to... As opposed to a, a little, little flat one. It must have been a tablespoon. I, I don't know how to dose, like, Even then, filter so coffee anymore. Instant, instant coffee? No, no, filter coffee. Okay, in a um, cafetiere. Yeah. Right. I guess it t- depends how hot it is and how long We're still talking, like, 150 milligrams of coffee, maybe. And that would be... A maybe, yeah. Uh, like, like, an espresso is 70 milligrams. Yeah. You had, a, you had a, a slightly heaped spoon. Yeah. And you know, within half an hour, you're like, oh God, I've got really <coughs> done it off. And you're like, there's nothing I can do. Like, there's no... I'm along no, for the ride. It's like you with your anaphylaxis. Yeah. It's exactly that. It's very similar, yeah. Not quite the same. So you're just like, well, like, you try your best to be productive, but you just sat there. And just... you, you sent us a message. <laughs> what did I say? You, you texted us both saying, guys... I've had a slightly too heaped spoon of coffee this morning. Like, can't like can't it's stop shaking us. Yeah, yeah, it's ru- it wrecked me. I think I, I was measuring my heart rate that day, and it, yeah, w- with the lovely Withings watch. Yeah. And yeah, just... So basically, I'm off the coffee again. Not doing that again. I think it's... For me, doesn't provide any utility. Um, 
it there's too much of a and and Johnny was like bollocks like mm-hmm. coffee is great I don't feel any of the downsides of it <laughs> and then you got you did a 30 day challenge and then you got humbled didn't you man? yeah it got so hard so like so I did 30 days of like just tea um, so I had which I found really funny but I don't know why don't yeah, know why yeah. you just wanted a hot drink didn't you yeah well so the, the, the deal with my girlfriend was no coffee so that included no she she was saying I think it's because you were like you were like I'm going to get some poo air tea yeah I went all in long to be honest like I I did enjoy the morning coffee the ritual. Yeah. Like, and, tea. and the t- Sorry, the morning tea. Like, yeah, no, no, no. I did enjoy the morning tea. And like I bought the, I bought like a Bodum uh, tea press. And, Jesus Christ. <laughs> because I, 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 this is why. Literally like as soon as, as soon as I agreed to the 30 day challenge, I was straight on Amazon. I was like, <laughs> the jumpers come off. Oh I have, Yusuf has such a low tolerance to heat. <laughs> but if you're you, good in a sauna you wipe the floor with me when we go to the sauna fine in the sauna yeah it's weird I guess because it's short and intense why won't but, you come to the sauna so there's a story behind that okay so for the so listeners I'll, I'll finish my tea story yep, yep, yep. I'll do so, the intro um, bought like so I bought yerba mate pu'er and Japanese sentient all of these things tea. sound so it's, it's like so I, I, I thought who do I know who likes tea Tim Ferriss likes tea I look up Tim Ferriss and Jordan did exactly the same thing. So just bought the stuff, just verbatim exactly what he was doing um, and just did that. And it's quite nice. It's like smoky. Because Yerba Mate mate is like a very smoky flavour. Yerba Mate is very caffeinated though, isn't it? Only in... I remember you saying this to me. Mm, I I think I overdosed it as well. I just take the mick with doses. If you you like dose it as it's recommended on the back of the packet, Mm. it's like 30 milligrams. If you're going to sell it... Seven quid in an hour. Yeah, well, yeah, there is that. So it's seven twenty now. So we, me and Yusuf have begun going semi-regularly to sauna, and we're going to begin a swimming, a little swimming routine mm, as well. So don't we? Yeah, we've got swim that's Sabina. Yeah, we've got some cool um, swim wads from Sabina, uh, who is now like unreal at swimming and has asthma, so was well a bad person to be a swimmer, and is now proper good. So we're following in her aqua full aqua immersion, total immersion. Swimming. You go to Jasmine Pool and you hold your breath. Yeah, and, and, you just, and then you get banned, and then you get banned, then you got to come back with a different ID. So we've been going sauna video guiding, and myself have also gone for a little sauna trip. Sorry. Why are you not coming to the sauna with us? So I used to have a membership at David Lloyd. Of course you did. Leisure. Um, and while I was doing, while I was revising for my ACA exams. I used to use the cafe as a place to revise. And what I used to do was when exams were approaching, I would also like, so like my, my routine, my schedule became like very regimented and like the rest of my life also dialed in. So like I was like going in the gym in the morning. I look back, I've got no fucking clue why I was going to the gym in the morning and doing like 20 minutes of incline walking, listening to an audio book. And then I go down and do some stretching and I do like revision block one. And I was, then I was doing like a training session, revision block two. And I read at the time that sauna, um, like in, as you've probably read the same stuff, mm-hmm. like the fair whack of time in a sauna can have like real effects on your recovery. Ron, Rhonda Patrick. Yeah. P, uh, Tim Ferriss podcast. Sauna report. Yeah. A whole host of multi-system benefits from lots, sauna. Lots and lots. So I was like, okay. But it's big dose. It's three times a week for 30 minutes. Yep. So I thought. Three times a week for 30 minutes. I think so. It's good. For the minimum. I'll do more than that. 
So I was doing... Heap teaspoon. I was basically doing two sessions, two 20-minute sessions a day. And not not every day, but like every day that my schedule allowed, but it was a lot. And it got to the point where, um, I don't know why, I get I think 10 minutes is fine. 10 to 20 minutes is absolute, for me, absolute hell. Yeah, there's a curve with your tolerance, isn't there? Where like, you're like, oh, this is, this is like, like hold. it's warm, it's nice, it's nice. And it's then like, you're like, oh, oh like, this is fucking this. Like Mine's, Mine is first and second of 15 is fine. Third one at 10, I'm out. Right. That's it. So, so I, I've just, I've just stopped overexposure. Like, I'm the same. Like it, you, you go on holiday or like you go somewhere where there's a sauna and you're like, this should be a nice experience. Mm. And you I just ruined it for yourself. It's like having like, too much Malibu, uh, and then so I've done it. I've done that too. Oh really? Malibu. Yeah. I had too much yeah. Malibu. And then you're like, you can't have anything. Is there anything else that you guys have done that to w- excess? Where where you know you know that everyone's got a story about like that one time you were 16 and broke into your parents like pantry and had a load of tequila and now you can't drink tequila like have you got any of those i once made my own rosé wine from mixing white wine and red wine and i like then walked into my parents kitchen and got a stack of like you know like water crack like the <laughs> jacob's crackers sat next to my dad and thought like i'm gonna eat these crackers and just <laughs> decided to go like <laughs> like went all down me and my dad just looked at me and went son I then went upstairs went to bed woke up while being sick was sick on myself sick on the floor then thought I'm being sick stood up stood in the sick slipped in the sick sick again stood up so I've got so I've got sick all down me sick all over the floor all over my bed and I so I can't fully remember this part part, but apparently I went downstairs this is it like quarter to 11 at Stepped night on the safe. and um, just standing in the living room but my, my, my mum sat watching TV I walk in and go oh mum I've been sick upstairs <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like you know like what? where do you even begin with the questions because neither of them had any idea so this was like some friends had come around with bottles of wine Yeah, and I was like rosé wine is just red wine and white wine mixed together surely <laughs> so I had a lot of rosé wine and yeah to that oh no <laughs> Jesus so I, when I was 15 I once had uh, one bottle of white and one bottle of red wine <laughs> so you like, made rosé internally yeah I yeah. had it separate I had to do it separately and then mixed it inside Still of me rose. and um, this was at I was staying at a friend's house and um, I did the exact same thing I had projectile vomiting of it, apparently it looked like someone had been stood at the bottom of the stairs with a shotgun and hit someone in the stomach and it had just gone, it was all over the walls. They had mm. cream carpet, cream walls. Oh. I had to pay like £400 to get everything cleaned and write them a letter. My mum made me write, handwrite them a letter. My handwriting's always been terrible. So like it took me, this letter took me so laborious. Each le- each word was taking like three minutes for me to write. Especially with the alcohol shakes and stuff as yeah. well. Uh, and then horrible. apparently she'd given, me, she'd given me a bunch of towels to go upstairs and like clean myself off. Uh, and I'd gone upstairs, left the towels outside, picked up one of the hand towels. So I was holding it like behind me like this, but there was a slit down the back where my ass was hanging out, obviously, because I was just holding this like pinny thing behind me. If you can imagine, it didn't reach all the way around my waist. And then I woke up in their conservatory on an airbed the next day with no recollection of it happening. Oh, I was like, sounds horrid. What the fuck? I think, I'm so sorry. Oh man, mine doesn't involve alcohol, but I, I might have gone over this in another podcast. But if you were a veteran of my protein when they first started, 
you'll know, you know, when you that when it was actually my protein, you could make your own. Like, oh, I want three percent. Do you remember Lucy, that? Yeah, two percent. Yeah, the, the whole point was that you could make your own custom. We're all part of the old blend. Of, yeah. So there, the cheapest way, the cheapest protein that they had was casein caseinate. <laughs> this is different from micellar casein. So this is like the one. I think it's one of the first like commercially available protein powders, and it would be a scoop of really thick set powder. You put it in the water or the milk, and you'd shake it. And it would, as you shake it, it would become more and more solid until eventually it would be like, boop, 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 <laughs> boop, in your shaker. It would just become this lump of sand. A bit like that Newtonian fluid, you know, where you mix corn flour and water and you can punch it and it's solid. Oh, yeah. And then you pour it and it yeah. makes a slow yeah. movement. It's called Thixtropic. Thixtropic. Thixtropic, with an X. It's uh, uh, okay. substances which get more viscous as you... With more energy. As you stir. Yeah, uh, yeah so it was like that. And yeah, as you shake it, it would be... Drinking that, and I was just having that all the time, um, trying to get the calories in during Ramadan. It's flavourless. It tastes absolutely awful. So it's not just the consistency. It's warm as well. I'm going to guess it feels like being punched in the throat. It's going to feel like you're making yourself sick, or like being on Geordie Shore. Oh, it does, yeah. It, it feels like a finger just slowly putting itself down the back of your throat. God. And it sits in your stomach heavy. Everything about it, from top to toe, is awful. And I remember like getting down my final litre of it for the day and just being like, I'm so glad I've done that. And I was like, no, no, I can't handle it. Threw up, but running, running to the bathroom, <laughs> got it all over my maths notes. Oh, <laughs> oh, it, was, it was the start of the academic year. And so I ended up just having these like casein, caseinated, dried in a kind of wavy... All the wobbly wo- paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah wobbly yeah. paper, yeah. stinking of vom for the rest of the year. As a constant um, reminder. Oh, we, yeah, man. there it is. Um... So moving forward into so, so oh. my win yes your well. win your win Johnny had been um, God. getting me to get a whiteboard in my room he was like telling you man get but a whiteboard like, listen yeah it's the best thing that you can honestly do, yeah. man get some glittery pens I'm telling you I, get, like, I'm telling you, you yeah can, like, write things on it and like you can do pictures you can do pictures and stuff oh why is only one light on you've oh broken it light <laughs> broken your Christmas Holy jumper shit. and only one night was that happening the whole time look, look at it it's on the left it's on the left it's just one if so you I was trying up. to do a big cinematic thing while you two were having your own discussion was, like making eye contact with the camera yeah. I thought I set my lights off yeah. thinking big dramatic display oh, I've broken the circuit you've ruined maybe. it man I'm telling you. What are you doing yeah. by pressing it? I'm trying to see if there's a connection between oh, you, them. Man. They're, well, they're obviously in series. They're not in parallel, are they? That was that's a that's GCSE a, physics. Yes. Right. So so um, with the lines and the circle with the crossing. Yeah. So what what I've been using it for? It's probably not for the intended purpose, yeah. but is using it as like a a way to have serial reminders from some of so like Frosties, Frosties, cornflakes. Yeah, honey nut cornflakes. But so I drew a big picture of a tomato. Tomato. And that's my reminder to do pomodoros. Tomato. Tomato. Um, the the first quote that I wrote on. And it's, it's enormous. It was it enormous? <laughs> we'll have that. Will have to be a story one day. We can't. One day. We one day you'll be prepared. We'll, we'll build up to it. Yeah, yeah it'll be amazing. We have for the listeners at home. Johnny has like the pinnacle of all stories. It is probably the funniest story that the, you've ever heard. But it, the the yeah. other the other problem is the fact that it's as. As personally exposing as anything can be. Yeah. yeah. So, but... It, but that, I mean, that's a reason to keep listening to the podcast. Episode, episode 100. 
Could be free. Could oh. very well. And that'll be God. around about a year from now. It'll be lovely. Fine. I'll wow. start psyching myself up. Ma- it, it, I honestly think it will take getting, you a full we'll year. Messages. Get ready, so yeah. excited. We want to know excuse exactly me, what the story is. Uh, 52 weeks ago today, <laughs> you said that we would find out what the embarrassing thing was that happened to Jonathan. If they remember, I'll record it for them in a private in audio. There, send it to there them. was a few requests for a story that I mentioned. They were like, oh, I want to hear about how Yusuf did the can't remember. Might have been cultural. Man, there's, there's, there's honestly, there's so many requests for stories from you. Well, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm inundated. It's bad. Well, Continue. So, the the quote that I've been that I've been following for a few months, I've rotated it now, but was, "Do not concern yourself with the opinions of the C players," and this was from Josh Waitskin. Chess pro- Chesh. Chesh. Chess. Chess prodigy, Chess. Um, black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, peak performance coach. Like It's searching for thingy, Bobby Fischer, isn't it? Yeah. So this was an interview with him and Tim Ferriss, and he was saying that this quote is essentially in relation to people who produce things. So the athlete and relative to the C players who are the sports critics or the um, the author and the literary critics or the artist and the, you know... Should have bought and passed the ball to him. Yeah, exactly, the armchair expert. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, these people are not in your position for a reason. And so if you continually pander to the those low-level opinions... Pander. Pander, then you'll end up diluting your own art form. And so whatever it is that you're creating, be very careful with who you listen to. Only take on the either expert opinions or if it's something that's really overwhelmingly um, in favour of one thing or another, or your coach. So anyone that has your best interests at heart and to tune out some of the armchair experts. And I think for me, that was something that I needed to hear. It's a cool, it's a very, very cool idea. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think with a lot of any of us who, any people at home who do a job, everything's high profile. I was about to say anyone who does anything that's high profile, that's in the public eye, but with social media, Everyone's got everyone with a fucking Facebook account's got an opinion, yeah. And like, it, especially on politics and economics, the, and the couple, the, but the things that require expertise, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the things that are the most nuanced. Mm-hmm. It's like the the very very rare that I ever get messages about that are negative about the podcast. But the couple of people that do, I'm like, why don't you mention it on your podcast? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh wait. Yeah. You don't fucking have one mm. because you can't speak sentences. <laughs> That's a hell of a reason. That's very how about evasive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, I, so we what in, in some of the stuff we do with helping PTs, like one of the big barriers to being online is doing videos, mm-hmm. speaking to camera and. Um, especially a video that's live. Think of something that you're great for. Exactly. And that's, what, that's what we teach them to Should do. Should we do it? Hold on. Three, two, one. Chris, what was that noise? Think of something you're <laughs> You know what you're going to be absolutely aroused by. You do feel mint after that, don't you? Oh wow! Look the at the waveform form. on GarageBand after that. Just a 
there is no way I'm going to be able to leave that in the audio version, is there? It's just going to sound like us humping each other for like two <laughs> Maybe minutes. that's what we were doing, if you're on the audio version. Maybe that It'll was. make this create a sense of intrigue to go over to YouTube. You need to go over to YouTube and press the subscribe and button. Watch the, watch the fuffing. Mm. You do. So, but, so one of the fears is that it's big on video. And the thing that I would say to them is, anyone who's criticising you, I guarantee is not doing videos themselves. Yeah. People are more afraid of public speaking than they are of death. What? So the top three fears are uh, public speaking, spiders, and death, I think. In that order? In that order, oh, yeah. And <laughs> hang on, so let me get this straight. I, I told you earlier on this evening that I'm nervous about an event that we're doing next week. Mm-hmm. And you've reaffirmed the fact that I should be more terrified than <laughs> both spiders and death, both of which I'm, I'm, I'm pretty scared of. <laughs> Yeah, it's it was it's so it's weird how human, my fears, human mind works. Like, mm. yeah, what's your another fail, another win from this year? Oh God, um, wins from this year, man! Like number the the business, the the voodoo has continued to be successful for me. That feels like bread and butter. Like it's more that the status quo of that is that it continues to grow and continues to do well. Um, doing the podcast this year was new ground. Uh, I feel that was huge. Yeah, you've watched the podcast. Yeah, yeah, man. I, you know, I feel very, that. very uh, thankful and grateful to yourselves and the, the silent video, video guy Dean, and and um, you know all the guests that I've had on and stuff this year. So you know, and the listeners at home, I, I really do. Like we've topped nearly three and a half million listen minutes since launching in February, and uh, yeah, it's it's super meaningful. I get to sit down with amazing, interesting people. Uh, the guests that I've got for two thousand and nineteen ridiculous like the vice chairman of ogilvy advertising i've got rory sutherland who's an absolute monster in his own right like i've got uh tiago forte from praxis um looking forward to both of them man yeah he, he's building a second brain <clears throat> the book is being made off the back of the course so mm. um, i know i get a lot of requests for us to do a podcast episode about the use of evernote so what we might do what might be cool would be to do um, a couple, like a little series, so we could get us to do one and Evernote, and then I know you cover cover the hard up, and then within a couple of weeks, I'll get the uh, Forte episode, and I'll get that on, and then he'll just take it to the extreme. Ah, uh, nice. Um, okay. But yeah, man, like the, the podcast's been a big win. I said at the start of the year that I wanted to do it. I said at the start of the year as well. Oddly, this will go against some of your process goal um, approaches, mm. but I had I don't like to write. Um, I'm big on New Year's resolutions, right? I know you guys will have a discussion about this actually in a second, which will be interesting, but I'm big on New Year's resolutions and I like the opportunity to reset and reflect. Um, And I think it's important to periodize your life in that way. And I like the fact that there is an end because we could essentially not have an end of the year. It could just be like, Flem Fluary and then keep on going. Do you know what I mean? Like (laughs) Flem Fluary. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah, the, the time just drags on in our slow march towards death. And yeah, exactly. But you get this, you get this periodized kind of reflection period. Mm-hmm. And um, the what was really funny was at the start of last year, I knew I was going to have a hard cut physique wise, and one of my goals was to get a um, fitness cover. So I wanted to get wrote it down. Don't tend to do this thing much, but I was like, right, I want um, a million podcast listens. We've had three and a half million listen minutes. I'm going to class that. A couple of other things that I wanted to do, and one of them was get a a magazine cover. Now, what I had in my mind was the fact that I was going to be the photo on the front of the magazine. But 
as some of the listeners may remember, in April, I wrote an article that got featured in Muscle and Fitness, and it was on the cover of the magazine. The biggest Islamic fitness magazine in the world. Islam and Fitness. It's amazing. It was great. Muslim Fitness. Muslimic and Fitness, yeah. Um, So that was kind of funny that there's like certain things that have come around like that. But yeah, man, like podcast awesome it's a, a fantastic outlet and you know you guys as well in your own right with the with the propane one have uh, continued to grow on on every year and i think it's it's cool that people have access to this sort of stuff for free like it blows my mind on a on a consistent basis and you know i mean probably not by the time that this goes out i suppose for christmas eve um but pretty soon after we'll start announcing some of the things that we've got planned for next year and like we're going to be doing some live podcasts and the like locations and the the shows that we're doing them at are the I'm more scared of that than I am of spiders and I'm yeah, <laughs> terrified of spiders. My sphincter is <laughs> tensioning already at the thought yeah, of it. Wrapped up nice and tight. Um so moving forward into next year, first off, are you going to do New Year's resolutions? Have you got an approach to them? Do you tend to reflect at the end of the year? How do you play it, Johnny? Uh so no, I, pro- I, pro- I probably won't set New Year's resolutions. I think I try as much as possible to just not see it. I think even when I was more goal-centric, I tried to not see it as January the 1st, new me. Just because, like, <coughs> January the 12th is going to be no different to today if, you know, in terms of from a, from a practical sense. So um, I think waiting to start stuff gives a lot of people a reason to write off between now and then. Hmm. Um, which, like, it's not a criticism. Like, I've done that myself. I mean, we see it with our clients every yeah. every single year. Yeah. It's such an easily done thing. Um, and and I've, I've had the thought pattern of, like, yeah, but that would be good to start on a Monday. Or, like, the big one, which is, yeah, that would be good to start on the 1st of January. But you're still going to have the same fears and, and concerns and doubts about it now as you will on the 1st of January and as you will on the 1st of February. Hmm. Like so, you are right. It's an arbitrary date. It is, but it, it is a nice. It's a it's a mark and like stake in the ground to say, um, you know, that's a year gone by. Am I heading in the right direction? Um, something. This is a very morbid way to take things, but something else <laughs> that um, Fine. is that a surprise to anyone that's listening <laughs> that we're potentially going to just say something to morbid. talk about some yeah. So something else from the Darren Brown book is he talks about death and something that I have. I don't really know why, but over the past year and a bit, I think just as you get into your late twenties, you're like, you become aware of like, you don't feel this, like I'm 21 and bulletproof. Anymore. Oh man, you're chronically aware of your own mortality. Yeah. As you approach 30. So that for me, it's been a, a theme this year, I suppose of like, wow. Um, you know, you're heading into your thirties, you're heading into uh later life. And actually, you know, you could easily, you know, be diagnosed with something or like your life's and even, even, if your life's being lived to its fullest extent, you've had 30 of the years so far. Um, and so Darren has a lot of thoughts about death in the book, but I think one of them is just being constantly, you know, the momentum or I be mind, be mindful of death. And I think having a yearly review or even having a monthly review or a weekly review prevents this like, mm. Oh shit, I'm 50. It's drudging through. Life yeah. Without, and and yeah. having, having a point at which, like, am I going in the right direction or not? And if I'm not, then what am I going to do about it is very important. And so I think having a, a retrospective view and what am I going to change 
great. But personally, in terms of setting New Year's resolutions, probably not. I've read the most harrowing experience of a guy who was 45, I think, or his late 40s. And he just recognised that he'd pissed away his life. And he was like, and he was someone, he was like, I know that I I had the capacity, I was intelligent, but I just, just didn't, I just kind of like procrastinated Mm. and just didn't really do anything for that time. And he's like, I'm looking back and I'm so heartbroken. There's totally irreversible. There's nothing I can do about it. And reading that, it was like, wow, that was really, yeah. Yeah. But for me, for New Year's resolution, I'm too impatient. I'm too eager to get stuck into new projects, to get started with things. I feel a lot of the time, when looking back over the mistakes I've made over the year or anything, it's like a, a greyhound pulling at the stocks. Like there's too much of uh, urgency. You want to fix that now. Yeah. Than waiting for, for a new start. So the 90 day goal process keeps me interested enough to at least be close together. And then at least you can still change process goals. And there's at least there's kind of four quadrants where, which we work in, which is what we've done recently obviously mm-hmm. um, I'm not against the idea of doing a new year resolution mm-hmm. I think probably <clears throat> the thing that I would do if I were to start this year is fewer things and mm-hmm. our you yeah. know that we that we change the slogan of our um, business from simple rules dramatic results to do fewer things better for that reason because it's so easy to try and start 24 habits in one go. James Clear talks about this. He says, if you try and start 12 habits in one go, you end up doing none of them at the end of the year. Whereas if you just say, I'm going to do one habit, nail it for each month, and then move on to the next one, then you'll get 12 habits fully I think that's a, that's a very successful way to go about it. A couple of mm-hmm. things to touch on there. The thing that you said about the, um, the guy that realised he'd wasted his life, anyone who wants to go down a YouTube binge, if you search for, um, I am the man Jordan Peterson warned you about, and it's this guy who looks like a psychopath in the thumbnail, very, very cleverly designed thumbnail. And it's a guy, British guy. And basically what he says is the story that you've just said there, he's got a wife and a couple of kids and he's 45, 50 years old. And he says, but I realized that I've wasted my life. And he's talking very deadpan direct into the camera. And it's harrowing. It's so harrowing to watch. He's got a successful YouTube channel now, though, presumably. Very successful. I mean, that one <laughs> that one nearly went half a million views, I think. Have you seen American Beauty? No. Watch American That's a good Beauty. film. Cool. Because it's, it's basically a guy who, like, has that and then ends up finding, like, th- there's scenes in the film where, like, they're talking about the beauty of, like, a plastic bag flowing in the wind. Mm. But this, like, this guy's just, like, lived this, like, dreary existence and then quit his job, buys a car. It's a fantastic film. Cool, man. Fantastic. Okay, I have to watch that. Out. So yeah. I think you you both are maybe a slightly unrepresentative sample for people who do habits. Yeah. Because both of us are saying, like, for God's sake, stop doing something. It's an arbitrary. <laughs> it's an arbitrary Don't day. Don't set goals. Blah, blah, blah. They're weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but I I think that um, for me as someone who does one of the reasons that I like January first is again, as you say, it is an arbitrary date, but. There's something about the forced reflection and begin period. It feels mm-hmm. like starting anew. Um, if I was to give some advice to people who are considering, uh, you know, you will be watching this hopefully before January the 1st, but even if you're not, it doesn't matter. But I would spend the time that you have up until January 1st thinking about what you want to achieve when you get there and beginning to get the things prepared. Because 
a lot of the time people will get to January 1st and be like, right, I'm, I'm going to start the gym. Mm. Oh, shit, I've got no shoes. Oh, I'm hungover. Oh, yeah, screw and you're like, mm. no, hang on, mate. Like, what is it that you want to do? You want <laughs> to hit the ground running? They've got, they've got no fucking gym shoes. Mm. Like, yeah, it's, it's true. Prep They're like, the, okay, right, next Monday. Yeah, prep yeah. the bed. Yeah, exactly. And then you start your New Year's resolution on January 7th or something. Yeah. And, you're like, and you might as well start on December 7th. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, for me... Waiting for this big, like, iconic day... You haven't got your fucking gym shoes. The, first the brass band to come, like, marching down the road. <laughs> oh, no. It's like... Yeah. It's like someone... We, we had a big brass band come to... For, like, our school graduation thing. And they played Lord of the Rings. I don't know if you remember oh, epic. this. Epic, yeah. And you know that, like, it was this massive build-up, like, and had the guy with a big drum and all the, like, you know, the slow kind of... Um, the sea of of wind instruments like and then builds up to that one guy doing the solo and he got it wrong and everyone just cracked up and it was so I was in I was in that band I wasn't doing the solo thank god you were in that band I was playing the saxophone so did you watch this occur yeah I was in it yeah I know who it is you play the saxophone grade (laughs) 5 stop the fucking press what just happened I thought you knew that. You've taken your pants off <laughs> and you play the saxophone? I play, I have grade five saxophone. Johan Agnes Blobnesen <laughs> yeah. plays the saxophone? Yep. In that band? Where he was, in the crowd? Ah, uh, yeah. Mate, my mind mm. is, I'm absolutely There's I'm also speechless. a, I was in a singing group for... <laughs> When I was in, have we been transported into some in alternate Christmas, younger, Christmas universe? You know, when we were put into the YouTube holding bay, we've been sent out into the wrong dimension. <laughs> this is the wrong. This is the wrong Johnny, isn't it? Uh, that's why the light didn't work. And yeah, I thought failed. I thought we were here to do a Christmas podcast, and it turns out we're in some fucking alternate universe. I can't believe it. Where only one light on your Christmas jumper works. So I was in a. One of my teachers had a um, like a singing career. He was a guitarist, and he used the apart portion of the choir that I was also in to uh, be his backing singing group. So I'm on a CD singing. That's great. Somewhere. Somewhere. Shit, the Spotify. fucking bed. No. No. Oh, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> wow. So we're talking about goals. New Year's. New Year's. Stumbling um, at the first hurdle. Brass band. Yeah. Brass band. That was it. No, there was no, I don't think we were going to. So make, make sure you have running shoes, basically. Yeah. Just prepare. Prepare before you're going to start. Keep going. Uh, oh, it doesn't matter. No, got, keep going. January 7th, you might as well start on, Jan- on December the 7th. Ah, we've, we've literally gone through all the points. We're just going back through them again now. <laughs> just in reverse order. <laughs> so, but yeah, you, you're right. Like, I think if you're going to do a New Year's resolution and you're going to treat this January 1st as this holy day as an arbitrary thing... For heaven's sake. For heaven's sake, do it properly. Be Don't, prepared. Yeah, because if, if you're not, then all you've done is... Delay. Pro- pro- Delay failure. Yeah. Fantastic. And we always think we're going to feel different waking up on January 1st. And most likely, you're going to feel terrible waking up on January 1st. Because I feel... I, I, I'm going to... Uh, have you remembered? Yes. <laughs> what is it? Oh, my God. It's <laughs> <laughs> just... It's killed me. Fucking yes. <laughs> right, what is it? It's all right, I'll tell you in a minute. Oh, fuck oh, off. Don't mind. Because otherwise you'll forget. And just... What is it? You know, it's like, you know, when you've been wanting to sneeze for ages and, and you get it. It's, like, it's the best thing. Something coming out of you. Something coming out of mm-hmm. you. Fantastic. So it was to, oh, I forgot. 
No, I'm joking. Um, it was to set, so for setting a goal, a different way of setting a goal on the 1st of January is to set a, so it this, what was prompted, what prompted this was you said, use between now and January to have a think. And one of the problems that I think people have with that is like, well, I don't really know what I want to do. Where do I begin with goal setting? Blah, 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 blah. And everyone's like, well, yeah, but think about what you really want. And they're like, fuck off. Think about something that you'll get to. Exactly. <laughs> so like sit down and write as ambitiously as you'd like a perfect day from start to finish. And then that becomes the skeleton for all of the goals. So this was something that I did when I was in my second year of uni and pretty much got it. I mean, that's that's what I've managed to get to close towards on a morning now. Everything I go. do before midday, if you gave me the option, like, yeah, like if I had unlimited money, I'd maybe fly somewhere or something. Mm-hmm. But within reality, within the realms of reality, mm-hmm. if you ask me what would you like to do on a morning up until from 6am until midday, mm-hmm. it would be exactly what I do. Well, so that, nice. that man is more important than anything, anything else. Because that's literally how you spend your life, which is all that there is anyway. Oh, God. So <laughs> I think what would what might be quite nice, you touched upon a quote that you'd liked. Is there any quotes from this year that, that come to mind, Johnny? I know I put you on the spot there. If there's any of the things. I love that one about the C players. I oh. think it's just, it's a much cooler really way of me. saying like lions don't concern themselves with opinions of the sheep. Mm. That's just yeah. so wanky, isn't it? <laughs> it just immediately makes me think Fiat 500, Jelly Bean, um, Air Freshener. <laughs> Well, Chris is like so it. good at like just picking out it. sort of like society's like the specific things that like big do you know, groups. Do you know what else? Do you know what else this particular person's got? Catch flights, not feelings in their bio on Insta. Yep. Catch flights, not feelings. Yeah. That's what else mm, they've got. Interesting. They wear Jimmy Chews. <laughs> oh man. Just assassinated so, a whole whole race of people. <laughs> it's a generation of girls. Have, have you got a quote? If not, I can. I can fill in while you probably not, and I'm not sure I will. You're not. You're again. You don't put individual things on a pedestal. You would have had a concept from a book that you've enjoyed the most. Uh, I put people on a pedestal. Okay. So Darren Brown. Darren Brown was already a big a big win for you. So I loved magic as a kid. Yeah. And like reading more about him and magic has made me realize why I like magic because it's it's a source of a way of trying to impress people when you feel like you aren't impressive. And then that's what leads into... I think you're impressive. Thanks, man. But that's what leads into searching to, like, physically improve yourself and a whole host of other things. But, yeah, so him, um, Tim Ferriss is someone that I've followed for ages. Anton. Anton. Anton Creel at Anton K-R... He's a hero. E... Watches YouTube I-L? Think so. The real Creel. Time to get Creel. (laughs) Um, In the Six Minute Diary today, I read a quote that, like... So every day there's a quote in there. Um, and there's a quote from David Allen, which like I read it and I was like, Fuck, it's so, so bastard. <laughs> well, to be honest, like most of the quotes are like that, which is more around the, the stuff that Yusuf and I are spending more time discussing at the moment, which is like your ability to sit and deeply, aggressively focus on one thing until it's completed. And what's the one thing that's helped you to... To do that, that we've both... Well, I'll get to yeah, that in a second. Okay. So, so David's quote was, your ability to produce output or something like that is directly... Or your your power to produce output is directly respond, directly associated with your ability to like relax or something like that. 
In other words, you should be putting as much effort and intensity into your relaxation and rest as you are with your work. And I'm very guilty of just Just like, like, oh, go, 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 go. go. Work that just kind of fills the day. So then the challenge in the six-week diary this week is to schedule and plan, protect free time and do things in it that aren't work-related. So the app? Cold Turkey for Mac is... A nuclear warhead. Just be careful before you download it. Just be just brief. Just, just respect it. Like it does exactly what it says. You, you Briefly said. explain what Cold Turkey does for Mac. So it will block access to apps or websites on a, either for a period of time or on a schedule. Um, there's an upgrade, isn't there? So that's like the mm. that's the plutonium version, but there's yeah. a depleted uranium version. So, so when I first got it's it, unstable. Over a year yeah, ago, yeah. I noticed in one of the settings in advance, there's a, there's a little toggle switch that says frozen turkey on or off. I was like, ooh, what's ooh. that? <laughs> that looks nice. Hovered over the explanation. It was like frozen turkey will lock you out of your laptop at times you. And I remember like, oh, God, get off that. Like, go, go on to another menu. Recently, read deep work on useless recommendation. And thought, like, so in that in that book, they talk about this idea of fixed schedule productivity. So having a deadline at the end of every day or at the end of any task you're trying to do. So the end of your gym session or whatever that you cannot and do not shoot over. So I was like, well, I'm shit at that because I'm like, I'll finish work at five o'clock and I never do. So I was like, right, well, I'm just going to lock myself out my laptop at, at a f- fixed time every day. Put frozen turkey on. And I remember thinking like, this is just like the standard bit of software. It won't do anything. 5.30, your screen just goes grey and in replace, in where was your app and everything, is just a quote that says like, um, you run your day, your day runs you or some like, some shit like that. And you're like, oh my God. I And you're like, okay, laptop off, back on again. Can't get on my laptop. You're like, right. I locked myself out of my laptop. <laughs> but it's fantastic. You've got it as well. Yeah, so I, I've, I've used it for... I realize still that just sat here in his leggings in his long sock. I'm still hot. Such yeah, a I'm terrible hot. Egyptian. So realized that a lot of the um, time sync that I was doing was from switching time, from having a distraction come up or checking messages or whatever, mm-hmm. and thinking, "Oh, it's only a two second job to reply to this or whatever," and it ends up completely derailing your chain of train of thought and everything else. And responding to messages causes more to come back up. So. I've set iMessage and a lot of communications apps into cold turkey and set it so that every 30 minutes I get a five minute window to blast response people, which um, Johnny certainly, <laughs> certainly felt. Um, <laughs> you just get like, oh, and, and it, it, it's excellent because it's the, it's the good hybrid. Ideally, I'd like to go back to having a total offline period until midday. Um, unfortunately, hard to do. Yeah, there's certain, and I know that everyone's got an excuse. Of, oh, I can't do it because, but um, I'm trying to trying to do a medical degree and run a business here. So um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of things. Yeah, that... fucking break, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so read deep work would be deep work, deep work by Cal Newport. Quote: Read deep work and, de- and atomic habits, and those are the if you master those two things. I still need to so if someone needs habits, if someone needs to get a uh, late. Christmas present or wants to start reading some stuff for the new year. Get those two books for people. Like Atomic Habits by James, James Clear, Clear and Deep Work by Carl Newport. And Happiness or Happy, Happy by, by Darren by Brown. Brown. Uh, put those three books into your life. You'll, honestly, you'll, people will recognise it. I've got Happy in my li- in my library ready to Happy. ready to start. It's on my wish list on Amazon. It's a big oh, one. Nice. Big old book. That. Oh, How okay. long yeah, is it? 10 hours. Isn't it? It's, so, yeah. Fuck. Um, 
is from a guy called Daniel Ingram, who we interviewed this year. A&E physician did 14 years of meditation, seven of which were intensive. Um, and he completed meditation. So he fully decentralized <laughs> his awareness from here to everywhere. Um, and he talks about his subjective experience in a very grounded and very kind of physiological, neurophysiological way, um, which really resonates with me because it's like he's not just a quack that's gone off the deep mm. end. Like he's he, very systematic. And basically one of his quotes was, wishy-washy practice leads to wishy-washy results. That's my current quote on my board because he says, obviously, if you sit down and you just kind of half meditating, you're not really doing a specific method or anything, you're not going to get anywhere. And he says Vipassana meditation, which is the, the, I guess, like what mindfulness has been distilled into, is almost treated like a competitive sport if you're practicing seriously, where you look at how many internal sensations can you recognize and spot per second. And he says when you build up to 10 consistently, so 10 per second, then you know that you're on the right track, which to me is still a way off, I think, to consistently for 30 minutes spot 10 sensations a second. Um, but it says if you treat something with that level of precision and that level of focus, then you will, you're guaranteed to make results. It's a lovely way to look at it, man. Mm. Pretty good. That's great. So you read Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield? No. It has a similar kind of uh, okay. message. Like, Do things properly. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid because I mean, it's that's such a, like... That's a, like good, ah. that's a really good way to look at things for everything, right? Like, you're only going to get... No matter whether... No matter how many times you go through an experience, the number time of that experience is still the first time you've done it. If you've been to the gym 200 times, that's still the first 201st time that you've gone. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it means that, like, you're never going to get that chance again. So... For heaven's sake. Actually, might with, well... with gym, it's the biggest. that we, we see so many people that are on the inflection point of increasing marginal returns. So translation, like they, they're at the point where they're, they're going to the gym, they're having a, a protein shake, they're, they're doing 90% of the effort with 90% of the, the pain and the, the bollocks that is involved with that and time and everything else. But because they're just like not really doing compound movements or they're, they're only sticking to machines or that they're, they're not, track not tracking stuff. their calories or yeah, they're not pushing the volume. It's, it's, it's hammering like, a nail in with a foam hammer. Yeah. Like, it's like it's you, the same doing, effort. You're doing all the effort longer. That's an amazing more, more analogy. That's such an amazing it's, analogy. Um, it is. Definitely one of the learnings for me from this year has been that your mind is going to give up an awfully long, uh, awfully sooner than your body when it comes to training. And that people are very concerned about overtraining and overwhelm. But that's been a very raw lesson for you this year. Yeah, man. But I, I just, I, I'm very surprised at my body's capacity. I'm by no means even moderately capable at endurance work or training regularly. Like tw- two a days, five days a week for me destroys me. But I'm still able to function. But I get literally, I get double the progress. Mm. that I would have done it it is a factor of two Mm. and if you're concerned about the progress that you're making with a work project or in the gym or with your relationship or whatever it is work done equals time times intensity that's like it's like the 
fucking conservation of energy, like thermodynamics mm. equation. Work done equals time times intensity. So if you can up both of those, you're laughing. Like if you can train twice a day and if you can train twice as hard, that's four sessions that you were getting. Yeah, I mean, the, the number of people who are anywhere near overtraining. Like, people are so worried about overtraining, aren't they? Oh, well, man, it's, 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 a, it's a Thursday, yeah. I train legs on Sunday. I play football on Tuesdays, so like, I don't need to train legs because otherwise Listen, like, I might man, overtrain. Honestly, yeah, my Achilles... It's like it, the tendon is uh, uh, defibrillated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had. So, do you remember the guy who, who coached me? He was giving me lots of volume. Yes. So, the first week from that, I remember coming home from a training session and just being immediately bed bound, like flu type symptoms. And I was like, CNS. I, and honestly, so that I had done more volume in that week than I had. Previously, in a month and from my previous like program, the, the, the volume, like yeah, volume and intensity, all like, very high. But it was at percentages that were designed to bring you to the brink of destruction. Yeah, it's not only the well, it's the percentages are t- horrendous, but also like that level of volume through any human body, regardless of what your maxes are. Because mm-hmm. I mean, your your deadlift max is 320, 315. 12. 312. 0.5. Okay, so <laughs> like the even 80 percent of that, like. It's a heavy weight, yeah. To put, yeah. There's, a, put there's a lot. Through. There's a lot of it's it. A lot, it? Yeah, it's hard to pick up. I'm just loading the bars and arguing up over and over again. So you yeah, put it down I, in the same place. That's the closest. But <laughs> that's the point. Weirdly, I remember the next day waking up and feeling okay. I just I was following a program. Like when you're given a program, you follow it. Kept going, and lo and behold, you adapted. So like, I remember thinking at the time, I have tr- quadrupled my volume here, um, and here I am adapting to it. Mm. So. There we go, man. You, and you can you can apply that to anything, can't your you? Mi- your mind will fail long before your body ever does. Endure by Alex Hutchinson. Oh, my God. If someone wants a more sportsy side book, amazing. Absolutely fantastic. And if you want to find your physical limit, go do a Widowmaker. Which is 20, 20, reps. 20 reps squat. Do it safely, of course. Put safety, 20, safety pins in. You did it for like six months or something. Six weeks, yeah. Squats on mill. I remember throwing up a uh, raspberry whey down my top quite frequently. Like whenever I would train. Um, <laughs> Why were you um, constantly doing something that made so you throw up? This is a good good for a life fail, actually. So it was um, a program called Squats and Milk, which is where you have 4.7 litres of whole milk a day. So a gallon, an American gallon of whole milk. <laughs> and you do Widowmaker Squat. 4.7 litres. Yeah, so two of the big... Um, it's a very extreme weight gain strategy. It was horrible. It ruins your bowels. You absolutely you just complete columns of liquid all, all day. But yeah, so, and then the training program is three times a week, Widowmaker squats. So you take your 10 rep max, put it on your back, and you're not allowed to rack it until you do 20 reps. So you just, the set maybe takes three or four minutes. Um, so you like... Of hell incarnate. Oh, yeah, it's really nasty. And different things happen to people on rep 11. So <laughs> I, I taste blood. You, uh, audio broadcast loses his hearing. Is that, or is that you? I lose my hearing, you yeah. lose your hearing. So, what happened to him? I can't remember. Different symptoms. It's weird. Ah. Yeah. <gasps> he passes out normally afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I... I've never I seen just, someone take such a big breath. Yeah, it's, the thing is, I remember it happening and thinking, oh, this can't be Rep 11. There's nothing magical about Rep 11. Every single time, like Rep 11, blood. Oh, <laughs> There's no blood. But yeah, that metal, that kind of metal taste. Yeah, yeah, man. That's what they call in CrossFit. They call Fran cough. Fran cough. Yeah, right. when you do Fran, you get the the Fran cough. Cough. Oh. You get the that face to face with the devil. 
themselves. Yeah, man. So, any any parting thoughts? I, obviously, it's Christmas Eve for us right now. Technically, yeah. kind Merry, of. Merry Christmas. In the future, very morbid. Uh, in the future, in the in the future calls. past of podcast land, it's Christmas Eve. It is. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.